And some of these studies are suggesting that part of the problem may be because we live in a culture and an environment, a society where we're constantly hearing everybody is anxious, everybody's not doing okay. Oh. And it's reinforced from things like this whole Elmo thing. Gotcha. <laughs> That like nobody's doing okay, everybody is drowning, yeah. everyone has mental health problems, yeah. and that can truly, literally produce those problems. And not to be clear, it's not saying people are making it up, no. right? Like right, right. you're pretending like you have anxiety when you don't. It's no. saying no, you actually can develop anxiety by being told right. everybody is anxious all <laughs> right. the time. Welcome to Real FM Rewind, the side where we hit the rewind button to catch up and pause to go a little deeper. Here's Anson, Kara, and Zoe. Hey, friends. Welcome back to Real FM Rewind B-Side. It's Anson, Kara, and Zoe hanging out in the studio with you today. And it's my turn for On Repeat. So I'm going to get us kicked off with my On Repeat of the week from Need to Breathe and Judah and the Lion. It's dreams. You make dreams come true. Should add that this is the Madison remixed version of this song that we are playing, and I love it. I've loved this song from the first moment that I heard it, mm-hmm. unsurprisingly, because Need to Breathe, and <laughs> they are my favorite pretty much everything that they make. So I love this album, but I especially love this song. It is a fun combination, what one publication called an auditory delight that marries Need to Breathe's signature rock elements with Judah and the Lion's folk-infused mm. charm. The result is a song that takes listeners on an exhilarating journey. <laughs> wow. I know. So Strong exciting. Words. It's like a dreamy journey. It's so dreamy. Uh, so <laughs> actually, I watched the music video for this yesterday. And if you haven't, you definitely should because Ooh. it's just it's tons of fun. And it's like delightful. It's one of those... Exhilarating journey? It's an exhilarating (laughs) journey. It's Really, it's just like the Need to Breathe guys and the Judah and the Lion guys basically just looks like they're playing and having tons of fun. Not just playing music. I mean, they're they're just like big kids and they're having tons of fun. <laughs> For example, at one point, they're like prancing through a field and two of them are in like a giant bubble costume. Okay, <laughs> now I'm sold. Are in sumo wrestling costumes. Okay, yeah. They're pretty sure there are lightsabers involved. And, and one of the like lyrics is you baseball. make my dreams come true. So are these dreams that so i will explain i will explain yeah those would be some pretty cool dreams so they're friends need to breathe and and the judah and the lion guys specifically i guess um the head guys bear reinhardt i think they went on a tour together yes Uh, they are on tour they are so that's part of the fun of this story bear reinhardt explains that judah has been a buddy of his for a long time and he said i've watched their careers as they've been coming up so he told me a story while we're writing this record that blew me away he called me and said when i was 16 or 17 i saw you guys at the cannery ballroom in nashville and he said i literally went home and decided i'm gonna make a band mm-hmm. and he said that blew me away i've known him for a long time but i didn't know that so he said you know what if we wrote a song about how it's a dream that i'm getting to go on tour with you and i just thought wow that's that's heavy and humbling and awesome and so they wrote this song um, but the song is kind of actually a tribute to their fans both of them so that's who the lyrics the kind of chorus you make dreams come true oh it's kind of like a thank 
you note to all of the fans who have stuck with them for yeah. over 20 years. That's cool. Wow. And given them what they say is the best job that we could have ever dreamed of. And they say often, like, before we walk on stage, I'm pretty sure this is Bear talking. I will say to the band a lot of times, we get to do this. We didn't earn this. Yes, it, it, we work incredibly hard. And yes, we've stayed together somehow. But the real thing is that you get chosen somehow to do this. Yeah. So the focus of this song is very much like gratitude. But I also love how it portrays the journey of we were talking about dreams just a little bit last week. Zoe, I know you're in a stage of life where you're kind of (laughs) figuring out like, what do my dreams look like? Anson and I are kind of in a stage of our careers where we've been doing this for a while. And at the beginning, we would say like, this is a dream. And I would still say it's kind of a dream, but it feels different in this Mm. stage than it did at the beginning. Mm. And you kind of get a glimpse of that journey through this Mm. song. There's a line that says it wasn't what we chalked it up to be when we were kids in Carolina and Tennessee. And they talk about some of the struggle and some of the ups and downs. Okay, there's been some tricky stuff in this. Yeah, being a rock star maybe isn't Yes, all all it's cracked up to be be at Mm. all times. Exactly. (laughs) This is how the song starts. I'm a wounded shell. I'm a restless hurry. I get a few things right, but still I find myself in trouble. I'm a loaded gun. I'm a full-blown worry. So you get the picture of like, I'm a hot mess sometimes. (laughs) It's very relatable. It's very relatable, but still I get to do this. Yeah, yeah, there's still a lot of gratitude. Right. I'm so grateful. And then I'm really grateful. I love this at the end of the song to come back to this as kind of a, a closure piece like, oh, to my surprise, the broken things in life were mistakes that I could use. The gift is giving in. After all I did, this is still the life that I would choose. Mm-hmm. So mm. it's a beautiful song. It's super happy. Lots of gratitude. And the music video is just delightful. You've got to go watch <laughs> it. It's definitely hooked me on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sold. Yeah. It's yeah. super, super fun. So love this song. Definitely go check it out. We interrupt this program to bring you a pause. All right. Time for on pause for us to dive into something a little bit deeper that we talked about on air this week. Kara actually brought this up this week. Zoe, I'm not sure if you've seen this yet. Have you seen Elmo's tweet? <laughs> Oh, no. I need to no. know what Elmo tweeted. What did Elmo tweet? So first funny. of all, Elmo has a Twitter account. Um, first of all, I'm not, on, account, I'm not on Twitter. Neither I'm not on I. X. Yeah. Like, Neither no, I'm okay. not on that space. Actually, but I'm missing out, clearly. I actually saw this post uh, from Elmo. <laughs> you saw it in real time. Before it made all of the like <laughs> oh news aggregation stuff. That's funny. Um, and Elmo tweeted yesterday. <laughs> I, do we still call them tweets? I'm we gonna, have to. We have just to. Just for the sake of this conversation. Elmo I'm, did not yeah, X. I'm going to call like, them tweets. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Tweeted. Elmo tweeted, Elmo is just checking in. How is everybody doing? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, no. And he got a few replies. A few? I bet he got a, a zillion. Just a few. Like 200 million I would, views I would cry or to Elmo on, on how I'm tweet. doing. Yeah. And there, there is just literally like reply yeah. after reply after reply. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like... Uh, every morning, I cannot wait to go back to sleep. Every Monday, I cannot wait for Friday to come. Oh. I am oh. suffering, says this person. Oh the world is burning around us, Elmo, says this person. Oh, save us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Elmo, yeah. I just got laid off. Um, oh. Oscar the Grouch was right. No. Um, I mean, like one out of every like 30 replies is like, honestly, I'm in a really good place right now. Yeah. But most yeah. of them... 
most the, of them the, are like the percentage is not looking good right it's it's really not it's really yeah um, yeah and i just thought this was really interesting obviously it's funny and yeah. a lot of people are like memeing you know in oh, yeah. their response to elmo uh and <laughs> elmo had a really great response at the end of uh, all of this as yeah, well he did uh, he said um wow elmo is glad he asked elmo learned that it is important to ask a friend how they are doing <laughs> Elmo wow. will check in again soon, friends. Elmo oh my loves gosh. There's probably um, some poor intern who has given the Twitter account. Right. Some right. higher up is like, here, do something with yeah. this. Oh, this will be a good and idea. Then, oh, this yeah. is a great idea. Oh yeah. my gosh. Right. What have I done? I was not mentally he prepared for that. The internet. <laughs> so obviously that's funny. But yeah. I did want to actually use that as a, a gateway into a slightly more serious discussion. <laughs> that um, we're not okay? <laughs> yeah. This this idea of people not being okay. Right. Um, yeah. And how it's become like this thing that we even just joke about and meme about. And but it's like, yes, like laughing at our problems is not always a bad thing. Like I think yeah. sometimes the pain. Yeah, laughing at pain <laughs> or problems can be good. But also there also. is definitely this kind of undercurrent of yeah. Oh, oh dear. Like, oh, we're in oh. trouble. People aren't doing okay. No. All it took was um, a little furry right. you know, Muppet to yes. ask us. The and, the, and the Sesame Street character is like bringing this out and everybody. And yes. everyone was like, oh. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it kind of just brought up this question in my mind again about specifically anxiety mm. uh, and the Gosh. supposed rise of anxiety in our culture. And I've always been really curious about this. Yeah, There are a lot of studies and things that seem to be showing that anxiety is on the increase yeah. in our culture. But there's also a lot of questions about this. I was doing kind of some just research on this for our, our conversation today. We're not going to get like super deep into this. I'm sure there's tons more in-depth research you could get into on the topic if you wanted to. Sure. And people who are experts on this issue and all of that. Um, but there are some actually questions about how much more prevalent anxiety really is Hmm. Or are we just growing much more aware Aware, culturally Mm -hmm. of anxiety and mental health issues? Whereas, you know, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, uh, mental health was so much less well understood. Right. Um, Exactly. um, Not So in some cases, it may not actually be like an increase of anxiety, just an increase of awareness Awareness, about anxiety. But there are also some interesting trends over the last like 30 or 40 years that show that maybe anxiety is on the increase, Mm -hmm. like an actual Mm -hmm. increase. Mm -hmm. But, you know, with anything scientific studies, they always talk about variables, Variables, minimizing variables. With something like this, it's almost impossible to do. There's so many variables. You can't eliminate them all. And so it's really difficult, actually, to understand Hmm. what's actually going on. One big question, just as an example of many we could talk about, is social media a leading cause of an increase of anxiety in our culture? Hmm. Well, in developed nations, it's almost impossible to find people that have not been on or are not on social media or right. connected yeah. to it in some way. So there's no way to so control not really, for right, that. There's yeah. not a control right. group yeah. to check and see, mm. you know, whether this variable is actually affecting anxiety huh. right. and how much. There are a few interesting things that we have learned from studies. One of them that I find most fascinating is that anxiety seems to be significantly more prevalent in wealthier countries and economies. Right. So right. the better off you are, the more money you have, yeah. not necessarily individually, although yeah. there could be some studies about that too, but collectively, culturally. Right. The, the country, do, right? Yeah, yeah. You're more likely to have a higher prevalence of anxiety. Wow. In very poor countries, anxiety is actually a lot lower uh, <laughs> than it is in very wealthy societies. That's crazy. So that is, yeah, 
very interesting on its own. Yeah. There are other things that they found. People who live alone are much mm. likelier to uh, experience yeah. anxiety. So anyway, I wanted to ask two questions. And the first one is the same question that Elmo asked. <laughs> How are we doing? How are we doing? How are we doing? And I, I do think that what Elmo said there at the end, or in whoever the social media person is for Poor Sesame intern. Street, <laughs> probably not an intern, right? Like Hopefully. these people, these people are paid yeah, to do this. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hopefully, but I do think that they're onto something when they say, you know what? It's good to check in on our friends. It's right. good to ask oh, those questions. Yeah. It's a very it's, good response. It's good to ask, like, how are we doing? Oh yeah. Um, very and I much. think maybe one thing that this response shows is that there's definitely a hunger for that for that mm-hmm. conversation yep. and for it to be allowed yep right uh, totally people want to be asked how they're doing and they want to be able to answer honestly mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and yep. i i just thought i don't know you guys might be able to speak to this but mm. there are probably times that we all recognize in our life where things aren't going well and we're feeling anxious or we're feeling either down in like a surfacey level way or mm-hmm. even all the way to something very serious like depression. Mm-hmm. Right. And it feels like we don't have a lot of outlets to yeah. discuss that with people. Yeah. It doesn't feel safe to talk about. Yep. Um, and just being able to share that feels it, mm-hmm. like it's a really, really important thing. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, it's huge because one of the best ways to deal with anxiety is what's called uh, this is a sciencey word, but I, I'm listening to a book about attachment right now. So here you go. Mm. One of the best ways to deal with this is called co-regulation, which is really basically just talking about your problems with another person and having them like empathetically listen to you and mm-hmm. and like what Elmo did. <laughs> right. Yeah. Co-regulation is one of the best tools we have to deal with what is going on in our lives and just showing up in the presence of someone who listens to you and understands and acknowledges and goes, man, mm-hmm. that's hard. I'm sorry you're dealing with that. It's so powerful. And it seems like a silly little thing until Elmo asks the internet and the internet <laughs> just explodes because they're yeah. just waiting for someone to ask them. Mm-hmm. And we're all sitting around here going like, I'm not okay. I don't know. That's my two cents. But yeah. are you asking like, how are we in this room or like as a larger <laughs> I mean, culture? We could obviously <laughs> share how we're doing individually. Yeah. And, you mean as a larger? And hopefully we do yeah. that. But yeah, I, I guess I was just getting at this idea of being able to ask that question and yeah. talk about it and mm-hmm. the importance of that. That's good. Um, oh, yeah. And partially the reason I bring that up is because the second thing I wanted to ask about is a, a challenging question, I think, to think about. And I wanted to do it in light of that. acknowledging the importance of that first question. Yes. Because I think it could come off as as kind of insensitive or even, even rude. But as I, as I was studying all of this, there were some interesting studies that seem to indicate that part of our problem and not at all, like I don't think any of these study authors would say it's like the whole problem, mm-hmm. but part of the equation could be that we are kind of living in like self-fulfilling prophecy loops yes, on yeah, this issue. I agree with that. Um, and if you don't know what I mean by that, my wife would tell you that one example from her childhood is like she heard from her parents certain messages about herself, mm, right? Yeah. Like you're really good at this. You're not very good at this oh, or right. this mm. is a special talent of yours or that's OK. That doesn't have to be a talent of yours. It's not necessarily like a rude thing. Like, sure, just yeah. you suck at music or something like <laughs> you know, it could be far more subtle than that. But over time, we hear certain things and we have certain things reinforced for us. Like yes. Yeah. People maybe tell you, wow, you're a really funny person or you're a really mm. great public speaker. And those positive things can become positive, self-fulfilling prophecies. Right. Where if you believe that about yourself, you become 
a really great Mm -hmm. public speaker because Mm -hmm. confidence is a big part of it. Right. But on the flip side, if you're constantly hearing, you know, oh, you're not very good at this thing or you're not cut out for this thing. And you start to believe it. Start to believe that as well. Mm -hmm. That's true. And some of these studies are suggesting that part of the problem may be because we live in a culture and an environment, a society where we're constantly hearing everybody is anxious everybody's not doing okay oh and it's reinforced from things like this whole elmo thing gotcha. that like nobody's mm. doing okay everybody is drowning yeah. everyone has mental health problems that's fair that then we kind of think okay well we're all not okay we all have mental health problems yeah we're all dealing with like anxiety maybe even on like a clinical level yeah and that mm. can truly literally produce those problems and not to be clear it's not saying people are making it up no. right like right, right. you're pretending like you have anxiety when you don't you're no. saying no you actually can develop anxiety by being told right. everybody is anxious all <laughs> right. the time yeah which is right. just a like, fascinating phenomenon it, you can me. even do crazy. this like with a placebo right? right like you can mentally get yourself into a place where you experience the symptoms that you aren't maybe supposed to be feeling right. right? Yes. Like yeah, there are you can lots be a sympathetic, yeah. you know, symptom or person. You know, like <laughs> right. this can happen. Yeah. Um, Our I brains am, are really powerful. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They are crazy brains. That's true. Uh, <laughs> I have like more than two cents worth of thoughts and feelings <laughs> and than, opinions than on this cents. subject, but I guess I'll try to condense a little bit yeah. of it. When I was in high school, I feel like I had really bad anxiety. Like I would mm. get panic attacks. My hands mm. would be shaking, heart palpitations, all of the physical symptoms as well as the emotional symptoms uh, associated with it. And I wouldn't say I'm like, quote unquote, cured, but I got myself to a far healthier place where that does not happen anymore. I don't Mm. suddenly break down into an anxiety attack like I used to when I was younger. Mm. And I would say I went through a long process of getting myself to that place. But a lot of it for me was changing mentality and like starting to have more powerful affirmations. Hey, this isn't a big deal. It's okay. Therapy was very helpful. My now mm-hmm. husband was very helpful in breaking down some of the lies that made me like just crumble apart as a little human just yeah. falling yeah. inwards, yeah. you know? And so I kind of feel like there's certain pockets of anxiety that are clinical and that, you know, maybe needed to be treated with medication and mm-hmm. professionals and stuff. But I also see a lot of teens who are struggling with the anxiety that was closer to my anxiety anxiety where maybe it's developed from like childhood upbringings or from different relationships having an impact on their mental state and just putting yourself into a healthier place and having healthier affirmations and you know putting in the work to kind of help yourself get out of that negative space can decrease the anxiety levels so yeah. i think that there's a portion of people that if they kind of help to work on themselves a bit they'd have like a healthier outlook and a healthier lifestyle and stuff. But that's not everyone. I think that's just kind of what I've experienced. It's so difficult. I feel like at times probably to, to parse between those things, like like what rises to like a level of a mental health problem versus just like, we all feel anxiety Mm -hmm. from time to time. That's just part of the human experience. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so you simultaneously want to, Allow yourself to feel that feeling Mm -hmm. and process it and work through it and also not make it bigger than it should be either. And that just feels like a really difficult line to walk both individually. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like we're trying to figure that out culturally Culturally, right now, too. Mm -hmm. How do we balance this? There has to be space to talk about this. We have to work through it. But also we have to have a certain amount of acceptance that at a base level, some anxiety is going to be a part of our lives and normal. And we don't have to 
panic about our anxiety or get too anxious about our anxiety or we're just going to make it worse. Right. Something that I've seen is like some younger people use the excuse of, oh, I have anxiety or, oh, I have mental health issues. And what they do is they'll use that as like, I don't need to do these things because I have anxiety or depression or whatever the list may be. And I think that is not maybe the best approach instead of like what I was experiencing. Oh, I have anxiety. I have panic attacks. I have all these problems. I wanted to change that. Right. So I made steps in my life to kind of grow out of that place. And I don't see a lot of people who have anxiety or like all of these problems maybe that they're facing working towards that. So things like, like going to therapy. Yeah, or like therapy is very popular right now. But saying, yeah, I'll just let it be. And yeah, this is who it's I like am. this is just who I am. And it's like, well, yes, but you can also learn, like you said, co-regulation. And there's mm-hmm. lots of tools we can put in our tool belt, which we can get from therapy and other resources to like help change our mental patterns, become healthier people. And so I think there's definitely a conversation of like, we're all struggling and we're all having a hard time. But I also don't want to see us stay there and just accept it because yeah. I think there's a lot of acceptance of everything just sucks and the world's on fire <laughs> right. and there's nothing we can do but ultimately that attitude yeah. is not going to help us yeah. Yeah. combat our anxiety like, right. There, right. there has to be some sort of looking towards hope in some way right. if the only thing that we do is just empathize with our terrible plight right. like mm-hmm. over and over and over again yeah. we're not making any progress collectively right. I guess mm-hmm. might be a way to sum that up yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so hard because I feel like that is a reaction to What we're reacting to, I think, is maybe some toxic positivity Mm -hmm. that was going around for a while and some denial, maybe, Ah. of those things. And Mm -hmm. so you have this pendulum swing. Yeah. Yeah. We need to talk about like the hard things we need to be. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. But you're right. The pendulum. Maybe we've swung. Maybe overcompensated sometimes. (laughs) But I also think it's good that we can talk about these things. And I'm never going to say that it's not. But you're right. Just talking about them is not the end all. It's helpful. It's super Mm -hmm. helpful. Right. But having some tools and but you have to have somebody in your life to be able to show you how to do that. And I think Mm. maybe that's part of the biggest struggle right Mm. now is maybe if you only have social media, that's the only other people you have. And you become an echo chamber of just all of life sucks. Like like, everyone. Yeah. If you're you're depressed, you probably shouldn't only be hanging out with other depressed people. And you probably shouldn't only you probably shouldn't get all of your mental health information from From social media. Social media. (laughs) It's just going to make it worse. That I mean, in my opinion. And so that's the part for me that's like but if they don't have those tools and they don't know like it it makes sense that that could turn into a vicious cycle Mm -hmm. but i understand where they're coming from like they're just looking for i need to be understood like i feel paralyzed by this Mm -hmm. but if they don't know that there's a way out or the, right and there's right like a, there's a difference between like i firmly believe in like some degree of self-acceptance and kindness towards yourself sure. while you're working mm-hmm. through it is super mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. Right. But, you know, there's a difference, I guess, between like self-acceptance and just despair of like, right. like yeah. this, this is, is the way it's always going to be. Right. Like, this it's never it. going to change. Right. Right. That's. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, we could obviously talk I about know, this forever. All day. <laughs> um, and I, I, I what I don't want to do is like Jesus juke this. But no, I do yeah. think like from a from a Christian perspective, mm-hmm. the hope that we have sure. as Christians has to be like part of the equation yeah. and not in like a magical elixir no. kind of way of like, oh, if you just say these words or believe these things, then everything magically gets better. Yep. But no. that there is truth to the fact that we have hope. Right. That yeah. hope does exist. And it's not a 
yeah, magical elixir, like say the magic words kind of hope that no. like you just follow these steps and everything gets better. Mm-mm. It may be more of a future hope even mm. than a, like a present reality. Mm-hmm. But human mm-hmm. beings, like we need hope. We need something on the horizon that says this could get better. Yeah. And mm-hmm. as Christians, we have that. Right. And, and if you don't have that at all, if that's completely missing from the equation, yep. to me, that's where the despair yep. comes in and, and true like hopelessness. Right. Yep. So as Christians, like even if we're struggling with mental health and anxiety, like if you're mm-hmm. struggling with that today, like that, that would be the thing I would say is not that this is going to just magically fix anything <laughs> mm-hmm. at all. No, but you do have hope. There is a hope. Right. And hopefully <laughs> over time, someday that's going to become more and more apparent to you. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think in not just a future hope, but I think you can have a right now hope, not well, Jesus will show up and make me happy. Like yeah. that mm-hmm. is not the hope. I think it's more powerful than that. And I'm trying to find a quote, sorry, um, <laughs> from KJ Ramsey. This is a book I just recently read. And she talks a lot about suffering in it, honestly. And mm-hmm. she deals with chronic pain and all kinds of stuff. And she talks about the comfort of Jesus sitting in that with you, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. how like the co-regulation that I'm talking about, if you're like, I don't have anybody in my life to do that, that is what God wants to come and do for you. And that, yeah. I mean, and that's powerful. All of these studies that I was looking at, yeah. the ones that were the most shocking to me and crazy are, are there are a lot of them that mm-hmm. say, basically, the less well off we are, the more suffering we have, yeah. <laughs> like the harder our lives are. Mm. Yeah. The the less anxious we are. And that's, that's that's pretty crazy. crazy. Yeah. But, but like there's literally one study in here that seems to indicate that one of the reasons why we're so much more anxious is because things like food and water are so abundant. Wow. Like there's so much wild. less pressure on us to survive oh, that now we're worried, worried about, about all these all the like trivial things, things as wow. opposed to like really important things. Wow. And that actually makes our lives harder. Wow. Um, and that's so crazy. I, I think there's some science to kind of back up this idea, too, that just because we're suffering or because things are hard mm. doesn't mean there can't be hope. And sometimes even the most mm. profound hope. Right. In those times, in those moments. Exactly. Fast forward. We're going to hit the fast forward button because I'm excited for this weekend, hoping that it happens. I'm in another one of those positions where I'm like, come on, please happen, please, Uh Lord. But we are planning to go spend the weekend with my friends in Missouri. Okay. And it's very exciting. But my husband has been battling a cold. Oh, no. And I'm like, you better not get me sick. (laughs) You better not. You better not. Start threatening your husband. I will cut you. So a little more extreme than what I was thinking. <laughs> Sorry. But uh but yes, yeah, so he he got a cold and he's been nursing it and he's he thinks he's going to be fine by tomorrow, but what I've been worried about is okay, he might be recovered. Whoop de do, but is he going to get me sick? <laughs> He'll be fine by the weekend, but will I be fine by the weekend? That's yeah. the issue because I get sick a little bit easier than he does and my colds will linger more uh, than his like He'll get sick. He's, you know, sick for a few days and then he's fine. Right. But mine is a bit more severe. And so I've been paranoid this entire time. He's been (laughs) sniveling. Oh, so sick. And I'm like, you seem fine. Like, (laughs) 
don't believe you. Uh, All the like empathy goes out the window when it could like derail your plans. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, well, whenever he's sick, I'm like, you don't seem sick. Like you seem like you're just sniveling a little bit. Like I don't think it's that bad. But anyway, Look, dudes, we are notorious for the man cold. Yeah. Like I mean, that's literally like a whole sure. thing. It's a whole. I know it's a like, whole thing. We turn into sniveling babies. Yes. Get, he is a, a sniveling a baby. And, and then... I admit this. Like I, I do this. Like I. Yeah. You know, I don't fair. know what it is about us, but <laughs> yeah, like, women are far more. We're just gonna push I don't through know, it, man. Like, resilient to like getting sick. I feel not like, me, like, not you. No. Okay, it's the opposite at our house. <laughs> Sorry. Every stereotype can be broken. Yes. It's true. Yeah. But anyway, so I'm I've been taking lots of vitamin C, Good. drinking lots ask. of tea and like, you yeah. know, all the concoctions. All of all, all of the, the things, things to you know, sleeping well, hopefully, yeah. you know, and avoiding <laughs> sugar. Like I'm doing what I can in the hopes that I will not catch this cold so yeah. that we can go enjoy our weekend with my friends in Missouri. Cause this is a friend that I have had since I was like twelve or thirteen. Yeah. And her husband bonds really well with my husband, which is the uh, Oh, that's thing. a big deal. And yeah. so they're all we're all adorable together. That's we're one awesome. sweet little family. <laughs> we're adorable. Because we, we, we all get along so well. It's just so hey, fun. It's true. That is rare. When you get yeah. married, it's a big deal when that yeah. happens. Yes. Yeah. Well, I hope you all get to be adorable together. <laughs> yes. And that I won't be sick <laughs> this weekend. Sick. Sickness uh, does not get in the way. Yeah. yeah. I, I just love like different people's approaches to that. Like, you know, like, know some yeah. people are like, I'm gonna take all these steps and take all these vitamins yes. and do all these things. Right. Like I'm a very like fatal person I'm just kind of like, it's gonna happen if i die i die <laughs> like, you know, like, very like accepting just well i don't my want to accept be. not seeing yeah. my friends Zoe's this weekend. Like, no I'm, i will not accept i that cannot thing. let this happen it's it is happening. so hard to get on her schedule i yeah. cannot let this happen are you good at pretending like you're not sick when you are can oh, you just I fake just, it i don't want to uh, be the person that brings them right. the sickness like, i feel terrible that's not very like anymore. that would true very, like not very pre pre covid world i probably would i'll be honest like it's it's, it's a it's cold fair. it's not the end of the world yeah. but now we live in a world where that's frowned upon and so i can't do that anymore i can't share it anymore <laughs> all right godspeed yes. you thank you thank you and joy yes <laughs> amen see you next time and the same to all of you thanks for listening to the real fm rewind make sure to check out all of our podcasts on the real fm app or at real.fm don't forget, be kind and rewind. <laughs>